Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 15th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling great. I actually am a little, my head hurts a little bit, but that's probably because I haven't had like a, like a, a meal yet, like a meal meal. I've only been snacking and it's a little late in the day for me. Also, confession, y'all, I am definitely one of those people who are not staying hydrated enough. Like, you know what I mean? I'm part of the problem. It's definitely me. In fact, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of live ASMR or record or whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm going to drink some water for you guys. <sighs> I should definitely be having more hydration checks. But hey, hopefully you guys can help keep me honest. Guys, gals, and bees, please, 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 please. Um, but yes, no, we're doing good. We're doing great. I uh, got my ass back to work. So that was a, a plus in its own way. The uh, new trash compactor has uh, been built. So that's fun. They, they, they got it done quick, fast. There was, um, they had to come through and actually do a bit of a caulking and sealing. You know, just using the little caulk gun, filling up some holes. And uh, that went, you know, pretty well. It only took them like an hour or two. And actually, I got to say, this was a, a nice little um, dub for your boy. Some A coworker came through. Actually, it's a coworker, too, that I'm like, can, I can be a little bit hit or miss with. Like, they're, we're, we're friends, but sometimes they can annoy me. But essentially, they came through and they talked to the, um, the uh, people who were fixing the compactor, installing it, whatever. Because um, this is like another set of people who are doing this. And he asked me, he's like, hey, so you know that cardboard compactor, right? could you like do some caulking and sealing on this one? Because it's literally leaking on my guy Isaiah over there. Like it's just raining on him. And that's true. Like that, that is, that is something that I endure. I get a little bit of the outdoors because of how the trash compactors are just like literally glued to the warehouse. Like that's just how it works. Uh, you know, I try not to complain. It's, it's a living. Um, and so we'll see how this works. There might still be some, some leaks, but even so, the guy came to me and said, hey, if it's still leaking, you can call for another service report and we'll come out and fix that for you for sure. I was like, oh, my gosh, Rumpke, they really coming through. That's awesome. Um, Rumpke is the local monopoly of trash guys in this area, this region of America. Um, so, yeah, th- that's uh, the personal news. Things are going well. Also, I got to add uh, today was like a good day of like conversation. It was nice. Like, it's nice when I can get into grooves with people and, like, you know, you just have a good talk. That's something that I hope never gets old to me. I know there are definitely some times where I can be very isolated and, like, I don't want to be social, but I can definitely tell, like, man, it has been a couple weeks, huh, since I've actually, like, been around people, interacting with people. And even so, like, you know, it's just, like, work interactions or digital interactions, but still, like... That stuff, it, I, I definitely hold it in a special place in my heart. I know people are like, oh, if it's something that you're seeing or doing online, it doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm very anti that. Like, I don't care if I'm just texting a person. I don't care if I'm FaceTiming. I don't care if I'm just watching snaps or exchanging memes. I think all of these things are important. Like, these kind of dialogues are things that, like, 
help me compile a memory of someone, you know, even if it's not in the physical corporeal sense. So yeah, like that, that's where we're at on this Thursday, my favorite day of the week. Um, yeah, we're in a, I feel like we're in a good place. Good spot. Uh, the food corner, it was PF Chang's in a bag. Uh, we had general Chang's chicken. I gotta say that is the, one of the lower tier things to get. Any of their breaded chicken is bad. It's not good. But, like, you can kind of whip it if you do enough sauces and seasonings. And, you know, some soy sauce goes a long way. You know what I mean? But, yeah. So, that's the foods. I got a burp. There it is. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. What a scuff podcast. What a scuff production I'm giving you guys on a daily basis. But I love you so much. You guys really are my besties if you're listening. And if you're just not. You know, if you're just, like, a, a clicker and you haven't even made it this far, I love you. You're, you're my, you're my guy. You're my gal. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. All right. Let me, let me in my break. I'm sorry. I'm stalling. I'm playing for time. I don't know what I'm doing. Actually, to continue the blog, I've really been digging Street Fighter 6. I haven't been playing. I know I'm the worst kind of gamer. I'm a spectator. But man, I've been really digging watching people play tournaments and just fight and fight and fight and do cool Street Fighter stuff. So uh, in addition to any news you want to talk about, feel free to come up and talk to me about Street Fighter. I'm ready. My body is ready. My heart is ready. Okay. All right. Please. Hadouken. Okay. On that note. Let's talk some news from the Japan Times. Two dead after shooting at self-defense forces gun range in central Japan. A self-defense force member was arrested Wednesday after allegedly killing two other personnel with a rifle at a ground self-defense force shooting range in the city of Gifu. Another victim was seriously injured. Um, so this is a really tragic, unfortunate situation. This was an 18-year-old male suspect. He was a new recruit. And um, he, like, I don't, I, like, not, this isn't, I'm really not trying to be, like, stereotypical here. But in a lot of the times I've seen any kind of, like, shooting, like, mass thing like this, it, there's always a sense of, like, okay, I did the thing, it was messed up, and I'm immediately on the spot saying, yep, uh, that's me, man. You're not gonna. I. They, I don't need to call a lawyer. I, I did it. You know I did it. Like he, like literally saying there's no denying that he had shot the victims. Like telling that. Like I imagine to, uh, you know, the police or whatever. Like that's crazy. It's just. It's just not something that, I, as an American, I would see and do and go. Oh no. Like I, I'm gonna. Even if I did the crime, I'm trying not to do the time. I'm gonna hire my fucking lawyer. It's public. It's free. I'm gonna just bring it. I ain't saying shit. Fuck you. <laughs> You got a good cop, bad cop me, at least. Give me some fucking canes with extra sauce. Something. Like, I'm not telling you shit. <laughs> but no, obviously this is really fucked up. I'm sorry. Uh, this incident marks the first fatal shooting at an SDF facility in nearly 40 years. Um, so it's, it's been a long time. I, I mean, I've said this before, actual like gun violence in Japan is something that's very few and far between just because of how their laws are set up. 
but the three victims are a 52-year-old man and two 25-year-old men. All three were transported from the range to a hospital following the shooting. The 52-year-old and one of the 25-year-olds later died. Uh, the suspect said his target was the 52-year-old instructor, uh, but that he shot the uh, first shot at a 25-year-old member next to him because he was obstructing his line of sight. So it, they, they haven't said the motive that hasn't been released or is not, is not known, but it's seemingly between his relationship between the instructor and him. This guy has not, you know, he's literally a green recruit. He's new. Maybe there was some kind of beef animosity there. I'm obviously speculating. But, um, yeah, I mean, to to do this kind of thing just seems so intense. And then uh, knowing that what is going to happen, you know what I mean? Um, now, I don't know the identities of anyone involved. Usually that's something that is not, like, easily released or released um, from, like, Japanese media or, like, the... Like, the the government, the state, whatever, I don't know how you would describe it, but, um, you know, if there are any more details, I would, you know, definitely love to get back on here and cover it, um, you know, I can make my whole spiel about how, you know, there are some people who are gonna use this shit as an example, like, well, see, there's shootings everywhere, blah, 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 but I don't feel like doing that today, uh, you know, you've heard that spiel from me before in terms of how I, how I am against that thought and theory that at the end of the day, these statistics do not fucking lie, that these would be fewer and far between if we just eliminated these for the gym pop and then said, okay, these people, these select people do get to have it. But what about my guns? What about my freedom? It's in our constitutional DNA. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that today. I'm not that kind of YouTuber. I'm not that kind of content creator, really. Well, you can just move along. Let's talk about some more news. All right, all right. From the AFP. They hated her. Russia jails Navalny ally to seven and a half years. An ally of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was sentenced Wednesday to seven and a half years in prison on extremism charges as Moscow cracks down on dissent during its military campaign in Ukraine. Excuse me. Lila Chenisheva, 41 years old, was sentenced in the city of Ufa, the capital of the central Bashkortian, or no, Bashkortstan, Bashkortstan, Bashkortstan Republic. We did it. I don't care if I'm wrong. I tried. Boom. Where she headed Navalny's regional headquarters. Uh, I really wanted to cover the story because it's just, it feels like the way the media has been moving this week and how it's going to move in general, someone like this is just going to like literally fall through the cracks. So I, I saw the story, I read it and I just kind of felt away about it. Like literally they didn't even say her name at the top of the headline. It had to be about Navalny first. And then you see like through this filter, oh, this is why this Chinsheva person matters. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a story that is happening to a lot of people in Russia in terms of like, if you go to protest, if you go to show dissent, you will immediately get smacked down with these kind of charges. And they make an example out of you. And it's so fucked up. Um, once again, I will make the distinction and understanding that this isn't me trying to single out Russia for doing things like this. I think 
just censorship in general gets my goat. I don't care if it's uh, us who do it in the US. I don't care if it's fucking France. I don't care if it's fucking Russia, China, whoever. We might cover some of that later in the week. You know what I mean? I'm teasing you a lot this week. I'm sorry. I can't help it. But it is one of those things where it just makes me so sad that people are literally not getting the opportunity to say, look, what you're doing is wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I... I I censorship bothers me. <laughs> I think it bothers a lot of people. I think it's a very human thing to just not want to be restricted in that way. Like once you get a taste of the freedom of expression, it is very hard to like withhold that, restrain that. You know what I mean? Like obviously within reason. I, I you know, I think you should not be allowed to say fire in a fucking crowded building. I, that makes sense. It's but it's one of those things where you should be able to voice opposition. That, to me, is something that I, I do hold sacred. Oh, surprise, I'm a podcaster. But I, I do think it's important. And I, I don't care what your ideology is. It's one of those things where I always look at it as this, this is a huge L. I think one of the one of the sweetest deceptions that as, uh, the U.S. has, America has, is that they give you this kind of quote-unquote freedom. But then it's all in this kind of pen that just doesn't allow you to actually have any effect. And I think that is something that every superpower should strive for. I think once you're doing that as a, as a nation state, you are really winning. Like, no one's stopping you if everyone's just kind of silently supporting and closing and locking the door themselves. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about this. They referred to this person as like Navalny in a skirt. Uh, Navalny is a very um, big player in the scene, or at least he was for a time, at one point even running against Putin himself, uh, which you got to have some big brass ones to fucking do that, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been doing a lot of jail time and is set to be doing even more, which is very sad. Um, but for Shanesheva, she swapped a successful career to literally work for um, you know, his political office, Navalny's political office. And, you know, in this way, she's definitely paying a price. And this is someone who's like literally trying to beg to the court, like, yo, could you at least give me a chance to like, like have a baby? Like just shit like that. Like, she's like, I haven't done anything wrong. Like what the fuck at the end of the day. Um, and I agree. I, I do think this shit is fucked up. Obviously, I will definitely say things that, you know, sometimes could get me labeled as a tanky or whatever, but it's only because this is my attempt to try to really get the full perspective and understanding of a situation. I don't just want to come into it like, oh, I'm an American who just believes in America and America's right. Like, no, I'm just not that kind of guy anymore. Like, I've, I have grown as a person, so I do try to look at things from all the angles I can. And, um... So yeah, but at the same time, I still want to root for the people who are just saying, hey, what is happening is wrong. I don't like it. You should be allowed to say that. You know what I mean? I, I, I do think that is, once again, a beautiful thing about being an American. That is that we get to do that. So yeet yeet on that point, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm all over the place. It's a messy spaghetti episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> what They all are. What am I saying? Uh, from the BBC. From BBC News. Greece host, or no, I'm sorry, Greece boat disaster leaves at least 78 dead and 100 missing. Whew. Um, at least 78 people have died and more than 100 have been rescued after their fishing boat sank off of southern Greece. Uh, but survivors have suggested as many as 750 people may have been packed on the boat, 
with reports of 100 uh, children in the hold. Um, so this is just a very sad migrant crossing situation. Um, from what I've kind of gathered here is that Greece has said, at least by their accounts, that they noticed this vessel. They attempted to hail the vessel and ask them for if they needed assistance. They say that the boat said no, and then they proceeded to have, they were actually trying to go to Italy. And in the process, their boat had some kind of problems, was suffering some kind of failure or potentially seeking at that point. And at that point, then they did need assistance. And it was kind of like a bit of too little too late. And that's where we are where we're at. Now, in terms of that report, when I initially heard it, I was screaming foul. Like, I was just like, this doesn't sit with me. I do not believe it. So at the end of the day, this is a bit of speculation. It's a bit of, you know, just kind of what I've been reading. But weeks ago, we talked about the Greek pushback situation that had happened. And essentially, the situation that was literally caught on fucking camera, where there were migrants who were trying to cross, who were trying to get into Greece. They had gotten into Greece. These men in balaclavas, they were in their fucking shysties, literally take this this group of people, men, women, children, you could say escort, but that is a that is a generous word. They literally throw these people onto a boat. They throw this boat out into the middle of, you know, these ocean waters, these international waters, and these they're they are then put on like a dinghy type of situation and are forced to wait for Turkey to come and pick them up and then handle it from there. This is a very dramatic ass situation. This is something that uh, Greek, you know, government people, they were like saying, oh, we weren't doing this. This isn't what we do. But literally, this is y'all on camera. So, no, I don't believe you guys when you say, oh, we were just trying to set, like, you know, give assistance. Even if that is the case, I still understand why these people who know this, who know about this pushback, who know about the situation, quickly said no don't help us no we're fine please don't come here because they know what you guys are gonna do you're gonna apprehend them and throw them away like they're fucking trash like i completely understand if that was a sentiment here if you're on this boat that is your fear you didn't get into the situation to get sent back and you definitely didn't get sent to get sent back into a potentially shittier worse situation like no I just, I don't believe it. It is hard for me to believe. It presses the imagination for moi. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, and that being said, even if they were declining, at the end of the day, your guys' better instinct should kick in if you were literally seeing an, a problem here. And you should have helped. You should have assisted. Uh, I don't know. To me, that's a no-brainer too. Like when I hear that, when I read that, I'm like, yeah, no, I agree. So... Um, it's a bothersome situation, no matter how you're slicing it. I, I don't care if you're team Greece here or not, whatever. Um, uh, also I, I hate, and a lot of, um, the conversation, there's so much talk about the smugglers. We're really trying to stop the smugglers. If we stop the smugglers who are really doing the situation, misleading these people, guiding these people into the, into such dismay and peril, we really are fixing the problem. Like, no, you're not. You were re-skinning the, you're repackaging the situation that you want to happen, which is keeping out illegal people. That's what you want. You, illegal people. I should put that in quotations. Like, it, it's illegal because you do not want them past your borders. Um, this is something that Italy is fighting for. This is something that Greece is fighting for. This is something that all of the more or less EU is fighting for, whether they say it loudly or they don't with their actions. 
And that's a big bother to me. Obviously, once again, I can't fucking talk. I live in America. We literally try to build a wall with our dumb ass. So <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy that this is like an international problem. I, I cannot stress enough how much that bothers me as a human being. That like we just, we can't get past shit like this. That like, oh, well, you're from there and I don't like the cut of your jib. So don't cross this line. But we need you because, like, people are leaving and we need as many people as we can. But, like, we want our people. We want our people. We don't want to be, quote, unquote, replaced. This makes me fucking sick. Um, Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm dragging you around through my whirlwind of thoughts and emotions. (laughs) But we got one more thing to cover and then I'll let you go. I promise. Scout's honor. I was never a scout, but you can believe me. All right, all right, all right. Our last story comes from the Daily News. Um, And I got to say, if you looked at the thumbnail, I'm sorry. I did kind of clickbait you a little bit, but let's just, let's just like, let's just go through it. Let's just work out this story together. Okay. Let's get to the end together. Walk with me. Talk with me. Las Vegas police thwart mass shooting threat hours before Stanley Cup final. Okay. So yes, you saw man holding Stanley Cup. That was a golden night. Las Vegas Las Vegas Golden Knights. They won the Stanley Cup. Okay, give me points for that, all right? Please, please, give me points. Give me bars because that's sports news, all right? I, I'm, I'm serving you, all right? I think, and this is off the dome. I do not know. They played against the Panthers, yes? All right. Panthers are Florida, which if that's the case, if that is true... What, how, is that a problem for hockey? Hockey fans, please let me know if you're out there listening, if you're a listener from, you know, the, the, the hockey variety. That seems odd. These are warm places on ice. They're winning. Man, that seems like, that sounds like money ball to me, but I have no idea. Anyway, go Golden Knights. They won. This story is not about them though. Not, that's not why I got here. Um, a possible mass shooting at Tuesday's Stanley Cup uh, finale may have been forwarded by Las Vegas police who arrested 33-year-old Matthew DeSavio after he made online threats to commit a massacre. Okay, let me read this quote to you. I'm coming for you guys tonight and I hope you got every expletive police officer in Vegas, Golden Knights there to defend you. This motherfucker posted that shit on Facebook. What? Like... It's crazy how, like, people shift into manifesto mode. Be- like, social media has just made that way too easy. Like, y'all, y'all fucking yourselves up. And honestly, good, great. Um, they do reference a story that took place in 2017, uh, which is, this is a good little flashback corner, if you will. It's a story that I've heard about. Uh, really crazy, really devastating. But in October of 2017... A gunman staying on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas killed 61 people and injured hundreds more when he opened fire on a Route 91 Harvest Music Festival taking place below. 
that remains the largest mass shooting in U.S. history. That shit was crazy. This dude, like, 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 came to the hotel. Like, I think he was like, a gambling man. He was like gonna take all all his grievances out on the hotel that he was staying at, like the casino. They lost a lot of money, whatever. Uh, I might be getting that part wrong, whatever. But literally, the like the concierge or whatever, the people who are helping, like the people like who help you move your shit up into the hotel room. They were, like, helping him move his weaponry into his room. He sets up. This shit is, like, some smoking aces type shit. It's crazy. And he does this fucked up shit. So this this Matthew DeSavio guy was like, I'm on the same wave. I'm on the same tip. I'm going to go off. I don't know what his motives were. Outside, he just wanted to do it. But, um, let's see. Las Vegas Metro Police were reportedly dispatched to a business where DeSavio where, where DeSavio, Savio was making the threats around noon Tuesday and apprehended the suspect. Someone at the business is said to have had a long history of being harassed by the suspect. So let's, let's read a little bit more. Uh, cops had also been contacted by someone concerned with postings DeSavio made to, the, uh, to Facebook about conducting a mass shooting at T-Mobile Arena. Just letting you know, this is where I'm going to be, doing some fuckery. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, the suspect reportedly asked police if they'd seen his Facebook posting when he was taken into custody. Uh, he's like, hey, did you see my shit? <laughs> uh, messages referred to the 2017 uh, incident that I referred to earlier as just a preview. So I'm glad he did not get to make this happen. Who knows what he was going to fucking, you know, do, weapon wear, weaponry rise. Um, like I said, I, much of the most, I don't know, I don't know. And then the DeSavio is now facing charges, including making a false threat regarding an act of terrorism. I don't know how it's false, like, I, that seems weird to me. Um, an aggravated stalking. So, just being a creepy asshole, more or less, but... <sighs> crisis averted, I suppose. And I guess, you know, in the media, we're going to give you like some, you know, backpats for that. But at the same time, you look at that story and it's like, wait, give the concerned citizen who said, hey, guys, have you seen like this is crazy um, because he was literally saying I'm going to go to the T-Mobile arena and just do this shit. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's America, baby. Woo, but yeah, go Golden Knights. <laughs> I, I love hockey. <laughs> uh, that's the news. That's all I got for today. I thank you so much for putting up with me. If you'd like to support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com. You do get shout outs once a month. That's for my newsies. I plug your name. I plug the project or thing you, you're doing, you're on. And if you just want to be a silent donator, I appreciate that too. I will leave your name in the dark. I appreciate that. I just, I just, you know, I, you know, link and build. That's all I'm trying to do here. Support the effort. <laughs> uh, but free ways to support the effort, obviously just being a cool listener, um, talking about it to your friends, maybe that would be crazy, but you could do it. Uh, also, I, you know, I do love communication. Like I said, at the top of the episode. Uh, so feel free to contact me. I got a Facebook, I got a Twitter. I do the podcast does. If you want to email the podcast, you want to do it boomer style. I'm here for it. Uh, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.